All right, so this is really cool. We have Ryan Angle, who is the CEO and founder of Golf Plus here with us. And Ryan, one thing I will say is we've seen explosive growth in VR. I think I saw you say something like 3 million shots were registered in a single day. Is that something, you know, recently that you guys announced? Yeah, that's right. We announced that on Twitter right before Christmas. And then I think we peaked at about 6 million in one day uh, right after Christmas. Wow. And where is that grown from? Like when, uh, when you initially launched, like uh, how long ago was that now? So we launched, uh, we launched into VR in mid 2020. Uh, and it was a putting only experience called ProPutt. Uh, we had also partnered with Topgolf. So it was ProPutt by Topgolf. Um, that was mid 2020. By the end of 2020, we had added a virtual Top Golf venue and rebranded it to Top Golf with Pro Putt. And then in uh, November of 2021 is when we launched Golf Plus. So that was just over a year ago. So in a year, growing to the point where you're having millions and yeah. millions of shots. I mean, is it is it something that you ever expected would grow so quickly? Uh, I, I was hoping, uh, but you know, it, uh, I started the business in 2017, November, 2017. So it did take about five years to get to this point. So, you know, in some ways it, it can look like an overnight success, uh, but it's, uh, behind the scenes, uh, it, it took, it took quite a bit of time. So uh, I was definitely, I was definitely ready to be here. For sure. Let's talk about a little bit of how that came to about, um, what, what got you into VR? What what kind of launched this idea of creating a golf game in the VR space for you? Yeah, so I've been, you know, I, I'm a, I'm an engineer, as you can see by my shirt, um, <laughs> and uh, I've been obsessed, you know, with golf since I was a kid. My dad got me into it when I was 11, uh, and then and then kind of a nerd, you know, computer nerd uh, since I was a kid as well, mostly like video games, but then got into computer programming and my high school had computer science classes. So got really into that during high school and got my computer science degree. So those two things were always like very um, central in my life, golf and tech. And um, I, uh, you know, I've always been interested in new technology, emerging technology. Uh, I started my career in about 2008, and that just happened to be right when the iPhone App Store came out. So very quickly became an app developer and started working on, you know, some some um, some pretty popular apps, some of the some of the top ten apps at the time. Uh, watched mobile just consistently get better. So like first iPhone, you know, didn't have a camera, right? or it didn't have a front-facing camera. And then they launched one with a front-facing camera and a flash and a higher resolution screen and more sensors. And every time they do that, you can build new apps that you couldn't build before. Uh, and I always thought that was pretty fascinating. And as someone early in my career, I figured the best way for, for me to get ahead of other engineers that have been doing this for decades was to always uh, go after the, the latest and greatest technology um, because if you're going after something that didn't exist, you know, months ago, then uh, no one can have much of an edge, right? Everybody's kind of at an equal playing field when new technology hits. Um, so that was my strategy and I always just pursued the latest and greatest. And eventually that was augmented reality, um, built an app that let you try on glasses using AR in like 2000, 
I think we launched in 2013. So that was like pretty, pretty ahead of its time. And then, um, and then that, that kind of led to me looking more into VR when, uh, when the first consumer VR headset came out in 2016, the HTC Vive, I immediately bought one, got my computer set up, you know, downloaded all the VR apps that I could. And uh, interestingly, I tried one of the golf apps at the time. Um, and for, and like my first experience with it was immediately like, okay, so apparently golf's not going to work in VR cause this is pretty <laughs> terrible. Um, right. uh, so I actually like, I actually pretty much like crossed golf off the list of things that I thought would be good for VR, uh, pretty early on. And, uh, and, and, uh, was also really into table tennis. Um, so kind of worked on a prototype for table tennis, um, but then, uh, you know, I had a full-time job and, and kind of saw VR, VR took off kind of quick in like 2016. And then it, it crashed back down in like 2017 and 2018 was a pretty dark time for VR. Um, it was, there was just too much friction. Not enough people were buying it. Uh, so then I turned my gaze towards AR and uh, Apple released this uh, SDK called AR Kit. Um, and that's when the company Golfscope was born. Uh, and originally the app that, that I developed was an app that let you use your iPhone to scan, scan a green while you're playing golf. You can walk from your ball to the hole on a green. It would read the contours of the green and create a 3D map of the green. And then it would show you an AR line from, from your ball to the hole, reading the break and even considering stimp and all of that. And uh, that's kind of what got me into the golf world. Mm. Um, and then, uh, you know, a couple of years later, uh, the Oculus Quest came out and VR started to take off again and uh, decided to, to pivot the whole company into, into VR golf. Initially, golf just, was just too deep in the blood. It was going to happen one way or another. <laughs> it was going to happen. Yeah, it was meant to be, I guess. I, I, I tried to resist, but I couldn't. Well, we're glad you did. Now, what were some of the particular hurdles, though, in creating a golf VR game and, and one in particular that I'm wondering about, and we've done a couple of videos reviewing it and I'm reading in the comments and I, I see some of the concerns that people have is like balancing, making something that's equal appealing for more, you know, I, I would say advanced golfers, golfers who take their game very seriously. And then you're more casual, just people who may not even play on an actual golf course. They're more in the gaming space and they just want to enjoy it because obviously if you make it hyper-realistic, it's hard for those casual players to play, but then they're more advanced players. I've seen them have comments, things like, I'm worried this is going to screw up my swing. You know, how do you walk that line? Yeah, it's, it's something that we're still, you know, figuring out, but I think we found a pretty decent balance. Uh, and, you know, even from the get go and internally, our, our kind of marketing strategy was like, okay, here's our challenge for golfers. We, we want them to think this is like the greatest, most realistic, amazing golf experience ever. And it's like true to the game and it's as close to golf as you can get right without being on a golf course. So that's like one side. And then for non-golfers, we want them to think this is nothing like golf. They hate golf. They don't like golf. They don't want to play golf. We want them to think this is like totally different than golf and it's going to be fun and, and not as hard and, and you know, boring uh, if, if that's the perception. So we have these like two kind of very opposite like goals depending on the audience. And, um, you know, that's part of why we sort of started with putting. I think uh, 
golfers and non-golfers have all played mini golf, right? You know, if you're playing mini golf, consider yourself a golfer. But if you are a golfer and you know how to putt, then, um, you know, you're, you're going to try to make some of those those putts. So we wanted to design these courses that really did let you read the breaks, kind of putt more like you are on a golf course, but then also make them kind of fantastical. And we have these like, you know, one of our mini golf holes is like about 900 feet, like a 300 yard hole. And it's like a par five and, and you can, you can blast it if you want. But at the end of the day, in order to get the ball in the hole, like you're going to have to read the break and you're going to have to hit a putt. So that, that was kind of where we started. And then I think the other, the other big thing that we did that we still have now is um, difficulty levels. Mm -hmm. So, you know, golf's just a really hard game, no matter how long you've been playing it. And for people that have been playing for a while, it seems like, uh, you know, those of us that are into golf, I think are slightly masochistic. Like it's just, <laughs> it's a brutal game. It'll beat you up. So we have pro mode. If you just like really want to go after it and, you know, get no assistance and you're on your own and you got to deal with the slices and the hooks and everything in between. Um, and then for beginners, we have a novice mode uh, where it's a lot more like the Tiger Woods game back in the day where you have a little shot line. You can tell the game exactly where you want to hit the shot, what the ideal shot is. Um, and then when you hit the ball, we see where the ball would have gone and we see where you wanted it to go. And then we kind of adjust the ball velocity and spin to be closer to what you told us you wanted it to be. Um, so that way you can get the experience of kind of being good at golf before you're good at golf. But then once you get better, you can, you can kind of graduate to the pro level and then, and then every shot you hit, you know, was a hundred percent you. So for something like that, did you guys have any aspirations to make this almost even a, somewhat of a training tool for beginner golfers to get their feet wet. Cause I think one big hurdle, you know, we talk about growing the game, one big hurdle for a lot of people to up, take up the game is that there's a lot of upfront that has to happen. You have to get clubs. You got to get a tee time. Sometimes you got to get someone to take you out there on the course and show you the ropes the first time, but dealing with that in a virtual environment makes it a little bit more accessible. So is that something that you had in mind and saying like, Hey, this might more bring more people into the game? Yeah, a hundred percent from the very beginning, um, you know, founding the company, the goal has kind of been like, how, how can we use this technology to grow golf? Um, and, uh, you know, initially with the putting app, it was kind of more focused on game improvement. You know, if you play better, you're more likely to keep playing. But that doesn't solve the problem of people who haven't started yet. So, you know, now now we're really focused on accessibility. And I think it kind of boils down to like three three main things. Right. There's like time, uh, money and skill. And if if you don't have one of those three, then like you're you're just not playing golf. Probably, uh, I guess skill skills a, a little bit more subjective. But like if you don't have the time, you're not playing golf. If you don't have the money to spend, you're not going to play golf. And we figured we could we could kind of win on all three of those things. So you know, time wise, you can play around in like 15 minutes if you're if you're hustling. Uh, money wise, like after you have the VR headset, it's like a $30 game and we're often on sale for like 20 bucks. So it's like, you know, a fraction of the cost of buying like 
even a sleeve of golf balls. Um, and, uh, and then skill wise, we have these different difficulty modes so we can kind of get you to, you know, you're always going to hit it in the sweet spot of the club. Uh, you still might, you know, hook and slice, but like you're, you're not walking through the tree searching for golf balls or embarrassing <laughs> yourself in front of other people. Um, so that, that's been a core tenet and like game improvement is something that we, we will continue to pursue, but the way that the way that we kind of see it is like, you know, ultimately practice and training, like kind of, uh, you know, kind of suck like that. That's work. You, you don't most people don't practice and train because that's the fun part. They practice and train so that they can play better on the golf course. Right. right. And they want to play better on the golf course because they, they love golf and they want to keep doing it. But for for a beginner. I think it's a really hard sell to say, Hey, you should go do the most boring part of this whole process, which is like practice and training, go do the boring parts so that you can do the fun part, like eventually. And maybe if you practice and train enough, like the fun part will actually be fun instead of humiliating. So we wanted to like kind of flip that on its head and say, how can we make, how can we get people to experience the fun part, but then create kind of a path to allow them to, you know, understand why they should be training and why they should be practicing because golf is more fun when you're hitting better shots. Uh, so we, we wanted to get people right into the core of it and get people to fall in love with the activity of playing golf, which, you know, it's not the same as like getting lessons and hitting golf balls on a driving range. It's more about hitting shots with friends or new people and experiencing the highs and lows of the shots and the banter and, and the socialization and stuff that doesn't, you know, doesn't come through with, with training. So we, we really tried to build the core experience around actually being on a golf course and hitting shots and doing it with other people and then kind of backing into the training side. Cause once you get, once you get hooked on the activity, then inevitably you just, you want to find out how to get better. Yeah. It's definitely a smart and a creative, different approach to get them out there in that novice mode, feeling what it's like to play, navigating the course. And then as they get more experienced, they can dial it up to a pro mode. But something you said in there is really important. You said playing with other people and that's shared social experience. So how important was building a multiplayer component into this to you? Yeah, it, that's a great question. So we uh, we were on a really tight deadline when we initially built the putting game, and initially it was single player only. And uh, last last minute, like frankly, in hindsight, like it was a way bigger risk than I think we thought it would be. We decided to just like, oh, we should we should totally add multiplayer before we launch this. Um, and I think we had like three weeks to do it. And and I'm I'm like overly optimistic when it comes to engineering. So I was like, that's plenty of time. Um, and somehow we actually did get it done. It was only one V one match play initially. Um, but I'm, I'm confident that if we didn't have that, then the game, the game would not have been nearly as successful. And even now multiplayer is where we get the best feedback. It's where people start, you know, making new friends, telling their friends about it, which is great for word of mouth since marketing in VR is a lot more challenging. Um, and, uh, you know, ultimately I think most golfers I know much prefer to play with other people, even if they don't know them than to play by themselves. Um, so I think social is just the natural part of golf and without it, you know, like my, one of my biggest fears in life would be like getting a hole in one and, and not playing with somebody. 
Right. Right. Exactly. That would be terrible. Terrible. (laughs) You definitely have to have the witness. That's for sure. You got to have the witness. But Ryan, I want to ask you, you know, speaking of the engineering, I mean, that's the cool part, right? I mean, it's the part you love. And let's talk about the courses. So you said it started as putting and then we saw the generic courses. Now we're seeing courses that we see on the PGA Tour, Pebble Beach, Pinehurst. You even teased the waste management, you know, uh, TPC Scottsdale. So what goes into mapping a course? Yeah, it's uh, thankfully, um, you know, the data available online now is pretty phenomenal. Um, so there's a lot of survey data available online that, you know, the governments uh, give out freely. Um, there are a lot of companies that have mapped these courses themselves uh, and, you know, companies that create greens books for pros go out there and laser scan the greens before the tournament. So they have every contour, right? Um, and that data is, uh, you know, privately owned so we can acquire it. Um, and then just, you know, some other data sources. Uh, now that we're working with the tour, they obviously have a process to get the data themselves and that's how they get it, you know, into their, their own products. So um, believe it or not, we have not visited a single golf course that we've added to the game. Uh, it's all been done completely remotely through these data sources and, um, you know, lots of uh, YouTube videos of people going out there playing in like vlog type of a setup or going out there or like flyovers, drone flyovers, or of course, if it's like a a tournament course, there's just a ton of broadcast out there. So we scour the internet for as much information, pictures, videos, everything that we can find of the course, get the latest data that we can get the greens data um, and then put the course together. And then we always send it to the course for final approval. And thus far we haven't had a single, you know, rejection or issue. The only, um, you know, the, interestingly, the only feedback that we've gotten sometimes is like, like with Pioneers, they're like, oh, we'd love it if you could get the Payne Stewart statue into the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, no one on our team is, is at Pinehurst. It was like kind of a couple of weeks before we were planning to release. So it was a really tight timeline. And we were, I mean, this is pretty crazy just to show how far she has come. We were able to, to send them an iPhone app that allows you to take pictures, a bunch of pictures of something, and it turns it into a 3D model. And within two hours, they got the iPhone app, they had someone on their team go out there, take the pictures, they send the results over to us, and and like later that day, we had the Payne Stewart statue in the game, exact wow. right size, like location, everything like that. So it's just pretty crazy how far technology has come. And on our side, we've invested a lot in our course tooling so that we can go from zero to having a course completely done uh, in about a month. And, you know, we're hoping to cut that down even further. Well, well, Ryan, sounds like you came up with some brilliant engineering things there, but it also sounds like you've missed a big opportunity. I mean, you could go out and play Pebble Beach and say, listen, it's a write-off. We got to do this. It's it's market, it's research. (laughs) No, you're, you're a hundred percent. You're a hundred percent right. That's uh, it's funny. Um, You'd think being in the golf business would result in playing a lot more golf, but uh, turns up, you know, turns out growing a startup takes a lot of time, and and uh, and time and golf are just like always at odds with each other. So uh, last year didn't play nearly as much golf as I would hope, not including VR golf, of which I played a lot. 
Um, but my only resolution, my only New Year's resolution this year is to play like 50 rounds of golf. That's like my goal is like one round a week, just make it happen. Got to prioritize it. So I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping this year we get to check some of those off, off the list. Uh, luckily got a chance to play, uh, TPC Sawgrass a, a few weeks ago. So that's, that's one off the list. So one of those will be, one of those will be checked and, uh, heading up to Scottsdale next week to get a couple rounds in as well. And there you go. So, chalk it up to research. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and TBC Sawgrass is another one that you have coming to the platform. Is that right? That's right. So this year, the first two courses we'll be adding are Scottsdale. Uh, and that'll be live actually um, on Thursday of this week. Uh, so the course is just about ready. And then uh, Sawgrass will be the next one. And it'll come uh, about a month from now. All right, guys, we'll get you right back to the interview in just a second. We want to thank this week's sponsors. Titleist, first and foremost, we all aspire to outperform the player we were yesterday. This takes practice, commitment, and trusting the go- your golf ball to perform the way you need it to on every type of shot. And the new Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X are the most advanced yet. They help reward your best swings like never before. Both models are longer, they're even more consistent, and they featured unrivaled control. So first, you have the Pro V1. It's the best combination of distance, spin, and feel in the game, and it delivers that penetrating flight that we're all after. The Pro V1X flies a little bit higher, spins a little bit more in the in the short game, but it still gives you that low spin on longer shots to maximize your distance. So if you get a chance, I would definitely encourage you, go out, get a ball fitting, really dial in the ball that's right for you. You will see how much it changes your game when you find that right fit. But you can also start by finding out more about the Pro V1 and the Pro V1X and find a little bit more about which one is the best choice for your game by visiting Titleist.com. And of course, huge thanks to FootJoy. When it comes to the best in the game for apparel, look no further than FootJoy, especially during these colder months. I woke up this morning to snow on the ground. We're back to it. I thought we escaped it. Thought we were going to have that mild, mild, but you had high hopes. I had high hopes. <laughs> I knew it was coming at some point. So you're going to have to check out the Thermo Series. This collection of base layers, mid layers, outer layers, and even the pants. They're made with materials that help the golfer through the swing without any restriction. And they're super lightweight. They reduce that bulk and they're even temperature regulated, which I love to ensure maximum comfort so you're not sweating out there you can always de-layer they have a ton of different options you got to check the entire line out out for yourself at footjoy.com check out thermo series now let's get back to the interview all right, guys, we'll get you back to the video in just a second. We want to thank this week's sponsor, DraftKings. That's right. It's going down in Arizona this weekend. Football players are headed to the Grand Canyon State to wrap up their season. But meanwhile, golfers are hitting the course at TPC Scottsdale for this year's most entertaining tournament. And we're teaming up with DraftKings to give all new customers a winning Offer All new customers have to do is sign up for DraftKings, use our promo code GOLFICITY, and bet at least $5 on this week's golf tournament, and you'll instantly receive, get this, Mike, an additional $200 in bonus bets. It's a killer deal. Yep, that's right. New customers just bet $5 on this weekend's golf tournament, and you'll instantly get $200 in bonus bets deposited in your account. And here's what you can use that $200 in bonus bets on. You could try out parlays where you can combine multiple bets from this weekend's golf tournament like which golfer will finish in the top 10 and you can even bet on a golfer to not bogey on a particular day for the tournament <laughs> endless options right for you know so that's for a shot at even bigger winnings so if mobile sports betting is not yet available in your state don't worry you could still get in on the fun with DraftKings daily fantasy all right of course so you're not going to want to miss this one and here's how you're going to get in on it download the DraftKings sportsbook app now new customers use that promo code golficity uh, and bet five dollars on this weekend's golf tournament you're going to get 
$200 in bets instantly, like we talked about before. That's promo code GOLFICITY only at DraftKings Sportsbook. So, and then you guys had some very key strategic partnerships, at least it looks like from the outside, between Top Golf and the PGA Tour. Uh, two huge names to, to partner with in any capacity, obviously, if you're doing a golf game. So tell us a little bit about how that came about. Totally. So, so we actually have, we have a few, we have top golf and then we have the PGA of America and the PGA tour and the PGA of America and the PGA tour are our two separate organizations. PGA of America runs like uh, the PGA championship and they employ a bunch of golf coaches. And then obviously the PGA tour runs the tour. Um, but it all started with top golf and, uh, you know, they're based in Dallas. We're based in Austin. So we had some decent network overlap, you know, uh, I, I would go to top golf a lot myself. So just a big fan of the brand in general. And as soon as we had our first putting prototype, we connected with top golf and wanted to show them. We didn't know, we didn't know where it would go, but top golf does have like a mobile golf game called WGT. So we knew that, you know, they were somewhat interested in gaming and, uh, and we showed it to them and, and their team's feedback was like, this is amazing, but we're, you know, we're not doing anything in the VR space. We don't know anything about the VR space. It's kind of too small for us right now. And this was like in mid 2019. So to be fair, like there was no evidence that VR was going to grow to be what it is today. Um, but they were really cool about it. They're like, let's stay in touch. If anything comes up, you know, we'll, we'll let you know. And um, a couple weeks later, someone from Oculus reached out to considering doing anything in the VR space. And, uh, you know, they were pretty much like, well, not exactly, but we know somebody who is. And they made the introduction and, you know, we chatted with Oculus, got them excited about this putting demo that we had um, and, uh, you know, got approval to be on the store and then went back to Topgolf and was like, hey, now we have approval to be on the store. We'd love to, you know, we'd love to be in, we'd love you guys to be involved and partner with you and do this as like pro putt by Topgolf and, Mm-hmm. You know, you guys can cast it out to your audience and we think this is great. We think Top Golf has done so much for growing the game and just making it more accessible to non-golfers in particular. Um, and that's like core to our mission. So they they took a huge flyer. We had no, you know, we had no real traction, no evidence that this was going to work. And uh, and they they agreed to partner with us and put their name on it. Um, and we've been partners ever since. So that was how we got Top Golf. Um, and then the PGA of America was uh, was just kind of a, a random meeting with their chief innovation officer Arjun, and um, you know he he was interested in AR. We showed him a demo. This was like early 2021, before we had full swing. We had the Top Golf venue and we had our putting, but we didn't have full swing yet. But we had built a demo of actually hole 17 of Sawgrass as like if we can if we can get non-golfers to play hole 17 and actually finish the hole out without putting a thousand balls in the water, then like we're onto something. Um, so we used that as the demo. We sent it to Arjun. He tried it out. He had some of his team members try it out, and they they thought it was it was cool. So uh, formed that partnership, and that's how we got Valhalla Golf Course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then still working with them on like how we can use this technology to help their coaches, you know, improve their process or add more value to their customers. Um, 
And then the PGA tour was that, you know, we got that deal done, um, in mid December. So that was very recent, uh, lots of conversations. Thankfully prior to that, we, you know, we got investment from Rory and Jordan Spieth and, and Tom Brady and Steph Curry and Ben Crenshaw. And we did a, a fundraising round, um, including one of our investors is Jimmy Dunn. who's like now on the board of the tour. Uh, so because of that investment round, um, it like drastically accelerated conversations with the tour and the tour is like really interested in improving the, uh, you know, the, the fan experience and making it more engaging. And they already have an incredible product in Tourcast that, uh, shows all the, you know, golf balls in, in 3d and has the course mapped out in 3d. So you can see every, every position of the, of the ball. So, um, so yeah, we partnered with the PGA Tour, and now we're their exclusive VR partner for the next five years. So anything the tour does in, in VR that has anything to do with kind of gaming, they'll they'll end up doing uh, doing with us, which we're really excited about. And uh, next week we'll be releasing our very first PGA Tour experience called Beat the Pro. Um, where you'll have the opportunity to play against uh, all the pros that play hole 16 of Scottsdale live. As soon as the pro hits their shot in our game, you can basically challenge that pro and see if you can get inside of them on their shot and then also see if you can beat them uh, on their, you know, either their chip or their putt. Uh, so you'll get a real feel for just how, how good these guys are and how close they stick it and, and see if you have the chops to, to beat them in VR. That's incredible. That, that is pretty cool. And, and Ryan, I, I got to ask the question. A lot of people are probably thinking Augusta national. Yeah. <laughs> you experience that in VR. Yeah. I mean, if you know somebody, I'd love to meet them. <laughs> we've, uh, we've had some great, we've had some great conversations. Um, you know, it's obviously, yeah, without a doubt, like that's kind of our, our Everest, right? Uh, sure. I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's the pinnacle of, of, of golf, um, in my mind. Uh, so it's, um, you know, when the time is right, we, we're yeah. pretty, we're pretty hopeful we can make it happen, but, uh, they're, they're the most exclusive in every possible way, including on the licensing front. So uh, I think it's uh, it's going to be it's going to take some additional work on our end, but we're we'll do whatever we can to make it happen. I want to play. I think that's that's going to be the only way that I get to play the course anytime right. soon. So uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> well, for it's definitely reason. an uphill battle. But how many roughly how many um, courses do you anticipate to roll out in the game in I guess the coming months? Yeah, we're, it's a good question. We, we've got, we've got some other really interesting partnerships in the works that, that, um, you know, will kind of affect what the roadmap looks like. But our goal is really to try to get to about a course a month. I don't know if we'll completely hit that um, this year, but we're going to get as, as close as possible. And we have been pretty focused on getting, you know, the, the most noteworthy courses that we, that we can. Um, so I, you know, right now, once we do, once we do sawgrass, we'll have 10 courses in the game. Um, and by the end of the year, I'd love to have somewhere between 15, 15 to 20. It's, it's kind of the goal. Well, I'll tell you what, anyway, we can help with that. You let us know. We're always out there flying drone on the course. Heck, I'll be willing to wear <laughs> one of those, uh, 360 cameras Absolutely. on my head. If that gets nice. some more courses in there. <laughs> yeah. Let However us know what your lineup you. looks like. We'd, uh, we'll, we'll take advantage of that for sure. <laughs> uh, Zach, I think you had something you wanted to ask. Hey, so 
I was wondering, I watch a lot of UFC, and back in the day they used to do VR watching of the UFC. So you could put your headphones on, and it was like you were in the cage. So with your partnership with the PGA Tour, do you see any VR watching of the PGA Tour? Like you put the put the goggles on and you're standing right there on the tee next to Rory, next to Jordan. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, um, I think, you know, golf is going to be, is one of the best sports for, for VR technology in general, not just playing it, but, but watching it. Uh, so the way that we're starting this is, you know, the, our whole 16 experience is going to let you stand on hole 16 play this exact same hole. All the bunkers are in the same spot, the green contours, everything's the same. We have the stands built out. So you feel what it's like to be inside the ropes. Um, but you won't, you won't be seeing, you know, a 3d version of Rory standing next to you yet. Uh, we, we want, we, that'll happen eventually, but not, not yet. You will see a video like kind of, you know, top right, there'll be a, like a 50 inch LCD that's kind of with you while you're in VR, where you will see a replay of the exact footage. So you get to see exactly what happened in real life, but he won't be, you know, standing there as an avatar yet. Um, our ultimate destination with this would be that like Rory is standing there in 3d and whatever he does after the swing, whether it's a club twirl, you know, or a club drop or, or whatever it is, that's what happens. And you're standing right there and you feel like you're, you know, feet from him while he's hitting these shots. Uh, ideally like the divot, you know, looks exactly the way that, that it does after he hits it, the sound, everything. So the PGA tour is very interested in exploring that stuff. Um, it really hasn't, it just hasn't really been done, uh, anywhere yet. Like not to mention live, but just in general, the technology to kind of pull that out to get this like volumetric video capture is still very much exploratory. So I think I think that experience is still probably like a decade away, unfortunately. But I can say for sure that we're we're fully committed to making making the watching of golf as immersive as possible. Um, so that, you know, you can feel like you're inside the ropes with these guys. And like, you know, we saw this like last week with, with Max Homa getting mic'd up and talking through the shots, like everybody seemed to really enjoy that. I think people want to know more about what the golfers are thinking and what it's like to be like in, in the inside. Um, and we think VR is like another great addition to, to that kind of thing where, you know, maybe they're mic'd up and you can be standing there and kind of watching them like hit the shot prep, talk to their caddy, do the whole, the whole route. Um, so yeah, well, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's very interesting to us. It's very interesting to the tour and uh, we're going to see, you know, what technology allows us to do and continue to kind of iterate on making watching golf as entertaining as possible. And I think that's the huge upside to this is that we, we can enjoy it where it is now, which is miles ahead of where it was just even a year or two ago. And knowing that we got you guys like you working on bringing stuff that it's, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when that it's eventually will be here and we can kind of look ahead to that. Um, the other question I wanted to ask you is as far as accessories and things like that, I know for us in using the game, a huge benefit has been using like handles and things like this that make it, I mean, it, it feels very realistic 
without that. But as soon as you add this, it feels like you're really swinging a club. And I think what's really cool is that you clearly have worked pretty closely with these because there's a lot of third parties selling these. And then you go into the game, you have them kind of mapped there and you can just select your controller. So how much is this type of stuff um, go into your planning and, and the way that you design the game? And what is your thoughts on this for users? Yeah, I, I think it's amazing. I think, um, you know, when we when we first built the putting experience, I we wanted to build it as a putt training experience. So our first uh, our first prototype actually would clamp a controller onto your putter using like a bike clamp. Um, and I was pretty convinced that like there was there was no way that you could play without that, like without holding a golf grip, like it just wasn't going to work. Um, so for quite a while, I was like very anti playing without that. And then, you know, obviously, uh, when it comes to any sort of software design and product, like reducing friction is number one. So you have to, you have to kind of find the path of least resistance. What's been amazing to me is we, we decided not to produce our own, you know, um, official version of, of, of a club attachment. And what amazed me is as soon as we kind of got golf plus going, these things just started popping up organically, like overnight. Mm -hmm. um, and we've talked to we've talked to basically everyone that has one. They reach out to us. They send us you know versions of their new things so that we can get it into the game. We want to make it as easy as possible for our players to get access. Um, you know, I, I don't think it. We we don't we don't have uh, a specific date in mind or anything, but at some point we do want to produce our own version of this, and we want it to be as physically accurate as possible. The major the major challenge with these is, you know, it, it's it's almost impossible to fully replicate the physics of swinging a golf club unless it's the right length and it's the right weight, and like the majority of the weight is like you know on the head of the golf golf club. So you have to have a pretty long club to like to do that. And that makes it really difficult to want to swing it inside anywhere. Right. Um, Cause it's like very dangerous. Yeah. Um, so the balance is how short can we make it, but also keep it as, as physically accurate as possible so that we can legitimately use it to help people improve their swing. And, you know, thankfully, uh, after we partnered with Top Golf, you know they they merged with Callaway, so we've got a great partner in Callaway, and you know we've added tailor made clubs to the game, and because of you know Rory as well, like we have a great relationship with tailor made, um, so we're pretty we're, we're excited to kind of pursue other other options for how we can produce a club that is as as accurate as possible and use it for training and we we think the attachment is like definitely a major level up and and um you know can really help people in, improve in, in real life by by using it no doubt about it because i know even just in us using this one and it's not as long as a club but and definitely better engineering minds than mine figured this out because however they weighted it when we did get into the game it almost tricked your mind i thought i had a golf club in my hand even though this is significantly shorter so i would imagine just like the game these are only going to continue to get better and better and more realistic um which really just leaves me like it's the last question would be what other things can we as as golfers and consumers and gamers look forward to? What other things do you uh, have your sights set on for Golf Plus going forward? 
Yeah, we we uh, we've got we're we've got big ambitions for where we want to take golf. Plus, you know, uh, it's right now we're pretty focused on on VR, and and we'll continue to be focused on VR. But but longer term, um, you know, as AR glasses start to appear in the market, we think there's a huge opportunity for golf plus AR. That's like mm. where the business actually started, uh, and the idea that while you're on a golf course, you're wearing just like a normal pair of, of gla- glasses, and you can see distance above the hole, elevation, you know, some stats about how far you hit your last seven iron or how far your clubs normally go, uh, you know, strokes gain data potentially the contours on the greens and like this idea of even eventually having like this kind of AI virtual caddy that comes Mm -hmm. along with you and starts to learn your game and give you tips and even, you know, speaks in a tone of voice. That's like, that's like best to get you in the right state of mind to hit your next shot. Um, I think golf and technology are just so such a good pair uh, and we want to be involved in all aspects of that journey. But that's like that's like long term, you know, am- ambition. Near term, um, we do think training is, is a big part of it. We, we've seen so many people buy the game that don't play golf or really rarely play golf and they get excited about playing and they keep, you know, they start asking us like, OK, great. Now I want to go play golf in real life. Like what what should I do? Um and interestingly, if you kind of if you go down that path and put yourself in the shoes of a beginner and say, like, how do you go from not really playing golf to like now, you know, playing in real life, there's uh, there's some decent there's some good content out there that, that kind of gives a little bit of a playbook. But there's nothing like super step one, step two, step three, like this is how you get started in golf. And this is like how you get over some of the barriers that might take you out of it because it's like frustrating or humiliating or whatever whatever else expensive so we we think there's a big opportunity to go from okay now we've got people that have an interest in golf how do we get them to play on 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 green grass like ultimately our goal is not to have all golfers only play in vr right like our goal is to get people to start in vr and then get to green grass because that's that's the you know that's the pinnacle of golf like that's never going to change um so we think that that's another big opportunity. And then we're also excited to work with some of our partners. We think there are a lot of different ways that golf can be expressed. So you've got companies like Top Golf, right? Perfect mm-hmm. example. They kind of like took a driving range and spun it on its head. And, and now a lot more people are hitting golf balls because of it. You've got companies like, you know, Puttery and Pop Stroke that are, right. that are doing something similar with putting. Um, and then I think there's some things that we could do that could only be done in, in VR. So, you know, right now golf courses are all designed with cost in mind, with like physical constraints in mind, with drainage in mind, with environment in mind. Um, and when you design a golf course in VR, you don't really have to worry about any of those, any of those restrictions. Like you could be playing a golf course on those like floating islands in avatar, right? (laughs) Why, Why not? Or um or on the, on the moon, moon. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly that one comes up a lot um so you know we want to start to kind of play with the boundaries of things that could only make sense in a virtual environment and uh and and really try to build some different courses that are probably more that, that might be more appealing to a younger audience because ultimately if our goal is to grow the sport it, it always starts with like the next generation right the next generation has to find golf appealing 
in order for it to continue to grow in, in, into the future. So I think we're going to start to play around with, you know, some different course designs and some different game modes. Um, and then, you know, later this year, we definitely want to add team modes. That's one of the biggest uh, requests that we have. So you'll be able to do some scrambling with your buddies and, um, and then, uh, you know, tournaments and leagues are, are also, uh, on the roadmap. So we've got, we've got a lot of work and then there are also some really big additional partnerships that we're, we're kind of in early talks with that, uh, that unfortunately I can't, I can't mention yet, but, um, but, uh, if, if it all, if it all comes into place, then, uh, it'll be, it'll be another pretty big step for uh, kind of a new way of experiencing golf. So we're, we're trying to kind of expand our footprint and, and, um, and really try to create a version of golf that, you know, all different types of people can, can enjoy. That's really cool. A lot of exciting things. And I'll tell you what's very refreshing too, to, to hear you speaking from the standpoint of someone who's a game developer, the ultimate goal of bringing people back outdoors. Cause I know that's another complaint that people say like, Oh, you know, we're spending too much time in front of screens, but the idea of it using it as almost a gateway to that, or even to supplement that and being able to play at night and things like that really cool. And plus right now, you know, you're on the forefront of a revolution on both VR and AI. So you guys are in a great spot to have this rocket ship take off even further. And what I'll say to our listeners, if you haven't tried it yet, we can talk about this all day. Once you get in those goggles mm -hmm. is when that switch flips off and you realize, whoa, we got something here. I know that's literally what it was like for Mike and myself. Right. Uh, the first time we tried to be like, you, you gotta, you gotta see this, put these on. It's, it's incredible. So, you know, best of luck with this as it continues. Um, we're excited to see where you take it and what gets added to the game, but where it is right now, it's an incredible product. So thank you for bringing that to the game and, and just adding another way that we as golfers can enjoy the game. Thanks. Thanks so much. No, that, that, that means a ton. It's, uh, your, your video was great to see, like it, uh, it really motivates the team to keep, to keep going after it. So, uh, I really, really appreciate it. And yeah, Frank and Mike, you guys are amazing for the sport as well. Love your content. And I think golf just needs, needs more of, I think golf just needs more people starting to kind of push the boundaries of like, what's like, okay. Uh, golf still has a perception, you know, amongst people that, that don't play and younger people that it is like a bit stuffy and, and, um, you know, you know, boring and old person sport and all, all of these things. Like, thankfully a younger crowd is starting to kind of break through that. Um, but yeah, I definitely, you know, challenge everybody that wants to see golf grow is like, let's, let's show people that like, there's an amazing side of golf. It's fun. It's cool. It's a great way to hang out with friends and, uh, whatever we can do to kind of make it easier for more people to enjoy is, is going to be good for the sport. Well said and couldn't agree more. So Ryan, again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we're excited to, to check out the waste management yes. uh, next week. So really cool stuff. And, uh, thanks again for coming on the show. Great. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me.